cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields. Is with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we got a very special guest, Warren Bobro, best-selling author and master mixologist. Warren, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm pretty fantastic, and I'm going to uh, enjoy a little bit of this Rudy's uh, Cool Whip from New Mexico. So, yeah, why don't you give our listeners that are that are not watching us that are listening, give them the perspective of what you just showed, and then you yeah, kind of dive so- into that. So we'll, we'll start off with cannabis cocktails, mocktails, and tonics. So I've written six books. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not running away. But uh, let's see. I, I first my first book here was uh, Apothecary Cocktails, and my publisher, Fairwinds Press, Cordo Publishing, up in Massachusetts, told me at that time that the only ingredient that I couldn't use in apothecary cocktails was cannabis. But when I started doing my historic reasoning for why you would write a book on on apothecary cocktails in the first place, I have a family background in snake oil. My grandfather created a product called Geritol. Geritol was meant for iron poor blood. No one had iron poor blood. It was a marketing thing. Really, all that it was was ethyl alcohol, caramel coloring, and flavorings. But everyone had it in their in their I'm going to say in their ice box. Everyone had it in their medicine chest. And my own mother gave it to me when I was a boy in the 1960s before breakfast, a tablespoon or two of Geritol Junior, which was about 50 percent alcohol or about 100 proof. So it's a good way of starting the day. I worked in traditional liquor for uh, for many years after I lost my corporate world job and uh i loved it i absolutely loved it until it loved me too much and i haven't had a cocktail since 2018 i have uh worked as an international brand ambassador for a boutique spirits company that was centered over in sweden they showed me the world like you would see them in the military i made cocktails for people all over the world but it caught up with me and I was 75 pounds heavier and probably going to die from drinking. So I uh, I quit the day drinking and the night drinking, and uh, I decided to join the cannabis business full time. As I said, I smoked since I was 12, and I was a disappointment to everyone because of that very conservative area that I grew up in. And uh, it, it took me a long time to become the Warren that I always wanted to be. This is what did it. This is what did it. We're on, I think, the 10th printing, and uh, it's a hit. You've got this idea. You bring it to a publisher or you bring it to someone else for those next steps. What is that first conversation when he says, hey, I've got this great idea, and they say, Warren? (laughs) Well, I've written six books for my publisher in Massachusetts, and they are pretty conservative, but I wrote them a, uh, a, a letter that said, you know, what I was, you know, what I wanted to do. But the book that I wanted to write, and I researched it. I went down to New Orleans, which I do every, you know, I used to do every year to go to Tales of the Cocktail, and at the uh, Pharmacy Museum on Royal Street. I stopped in, and I was doing a book signing for my book, Bitters and Shrub Syrup Cocktails. And at that same time, they were doing an exhibition of cannabis and the early apothecary. And I knew what book I was going to write. <laughs> and and I got I sent an email to my editor over at, at Fairwinds. And I said, 
this is going to be the next big thing. And that was uh, 2015. She said, you know, they went through all the things that they do to get a book published. And they said that you had one month to write this book, 60,000 words, one month. So let's go through some of the the combinations of flavors for some of the products so people can understand because I think originally when people hear cannabis beverage, they assume one thing and I really want them to yeah. hear kind of the well, simpleness they, they of their flavors. Seltzers. They assume immediately seltzers and, and seltzers are fine, but I want them with a corned beef sandwich. So I want my seltzer to taste like something that complements food. And unfortunately, most of the products out there on the market suck. I mean, they really do. I went, I spoke twice at the Cannabis Drinks Expo in, in San Francisco and told them right out, out loud, you know, cannabis drinks suck. They really do. Because if, you, if you're a mixologist, you look at them and you say, these are industrialized drinks that have no bearing to an actual drink. And so I wanted to do, do better. And as a mixologist, as a master mixologist, I had to do better. And the technology that we receive from Vertoza is the best in the world. And I know there's other products out there, other terpenes out there, other infusers out there. And I want to work them all because, because it's fun. You know, we're doing things that no one else has ever done in a way that's simply prepared with love. That's it. Are there any combinations of flavors that you're you're chasing or you just haven't been able to, to put together yet? Uh, I have uh, two SKUs planned. I have a zombie. I'll leave it at that. It's, uh, it doesn't have rum in it, but it but it tastes like a, a classic zombie, and it has you know ten milligrams of THC. And I'm also looking to do another drink that was that I created myself, which kind of reminds me of the pre-prohibition time, the 1920s, and it has bergamot and apricot in it. Bergamot's a uh, citrus that's in uh, Earl Grey tea, and apricot, of course, has that nice tanginess. Can THC beverages rival alcoholic beverages? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. There's nothing worse than a drunk, and there's nothing worse than a hangover, and there's nothing worse than a drunk with a bad attitude, and uh, it used to be all those things. What do you think is needed in order to kind of, like, say, shorten the gap and then get THC accelerated? I think really what's needed is uh, is more people to embrace cannabis as something that's not the big bad wolf that it's been portrayed to be. I think that's really important. You know, look at me. I'm successful. I may not be a wealthy person, but I will say I'm, I've created great success from very little and cannabis helped me get there. So, you know, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, you, you want to know that the secret to life is doing what you love and trying to earn a living at it. And that's uh, what I've tried to do. It hasn't been incredibly successful, but I'm passionate about what I do on the planet. What is the most expensive lesson you've learned oh <laughs> in, in what in my in my entire life or in your entire uh, life uh don't love your parents too much because they're not going to do anything for you mine disowned me i mean you know what that is right that's when you grow up in a family of of multi-millionaires where everything is provided for you and uh you're told every single day that you'll never have to worry and find out that you've been disowned that's uh pretty rough i'm smart I'm tenacious, I'm potent, and I believe in myself. And I uh, may not always do a good job, but it's the best job that I know how to do. Dream smoking session, three people dead or alive. Dream smoking session. Uh, Frenchie, of course. Uh, I sat next to him at a Gangier event, 
and learned more in the short time that I sat, sat next to him than, than I've learned in a lifetime about just life. Just a great guy. I, I interviewed him for Forbes when uh, his obit was published in the New York Times. They uh, they linked to it, so it must have been good, relatively good. Another person who, let's see, dead or alive? That's a really good question. Jerry Garcia. Nothing left to do but smile, smile, smile. There you go. I'd love to share a joint with him. Never had that chance, but I saw about 300 shows over over my my time. And then, uh, let's see, a, a third person. It's a very good question. Probably the person who, who I smoked hash with in the Ivory Coast in Africa when I was 12 years old. Yeah, I don't remember what his name was, but he handed me a uh, a cigarette that had tobacco in it and uh, and hashish. And I got so high. I've never been so high. My whole jaw was numb. Maybe it was the tobacco. I didn't smoke cigarettes or anything. But uh, but it was a memory that I'll always remember because it was something so totally forbidden. But yet, here I was again. I love it. And we should leave it at that. So Warren, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to read your books and they want to try Klaus. Where can they find you? They should probably go to cocktailwhisperer.com. So you get kind of get the overview of, of me from the very beginning, from when I first started writing about liquor and spirits in 2010 and right to today. So if you're patient and you want to really see, uh, you know, delve into me, I've written for the Oxford Encyclopedia and things like that. But, you know, it's all in there. Uh, another place would be uh, drinkklaus.com with two Ks, D-R-I-N-K-K-L-A-U-S. If you're in San Francisco or Los Angeles, you can order Klaus for delivery tomorrow. To order today, you'll have it tomorrow at your house in San Francisco or Los Angeles. Um, another way is you can look at my Instagram, which isn't overly political. It's Warren Bobro, W-A-R-R-E-N-B-O-B-R-O-W. And uh, that's a pretty good uh, overview of who I am. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a good place to be. That's it. Awesome. We'll link it all in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.